an interesting thought in that our Lord, looking ahead to what was coming, knew completely what was on the horizon. As we know, as we follow him on the way to Jerusalem throughout the Gospels, he tells the apostles many different times that he has to go to Jerusalem, be rejected by the chief priests and the scribes, to, be, to suffer, to be crucified, and to die, and on the third day be raised. And we see in the midst of the Gospels that we have today, the Gospel that began the Mass as Jesus and the apostles prepared to enter into the city, and as you look through the rest of the Passion that we've just heard, We know that our Lord knows what's coming, what's on the horizon, right from the practical details of go into the city, there will be a colt tied up, to I have eagerly longed to share this supper with you, to knowing the fact that Peter would deny him three times before the cock crowed, to knowing all of these different things on the horizon, even to the point of praying in the garden so intensely, knowing what was on the horizon, that he sweat blood as he prayed so passionately. Our Lord knew what was coming and still entered into it anyway. And even as we look at that beautiful second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, even in heaven, Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped or jealously clung to. What does he do? He empties himself. He becomes one of us. He becomes obedient even to the point of death, even death on the cross. He knows these things are coming, and he enters into it all anyway. And I think one of the most beautiful things about all of this, when you think about just like the tidal wave of evil that's about to hit him, the cross that lay before him, the passion that is right there on the horizon, to look at the way that he still moves through all of this with all charity, all love, all patience. I mean, think about the way that he interacts with all of these people. You've got the apostles that he knows are going to scatter, and yet he longs to eat the Last Supper with them, right? You have the chief priests, the scribes, the temple guards coming to arrest him. One of his apostles cuts off the ear of one of the chief priest's servants. What does Jesus do? Not, ha-ha, take that guy. He heals him as he continues on along his passion and encounters all these different people. Some of them, of course, throwing scorn at him, hating him all the while. He responds with patience, with silence, so much of the time, and just merely a simple affirmation of who he is. You say so. You think about what our Lord is able to do moving through all of this, all of these overwhelming, agonizing situations, and he still says to the daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, weep for yourselves. He says to the thief, begging for, repent, begging for his forgiveness, today you will be with me in paradise. The glorious thing about all of this, as we look at our Lord in the midst of this all, who knows what's coming, who enters willingly into his passion, who embraces his cross and goes all the way to that obedience unto death, even death on a cross, not only does he show us the way to be charitable and loving and perfectly good in the midst of overwhelming circumstances, 
He doesn't just give us an example in all that we meditate on today and throughout this whole week. He doesn't just give us an event that happened 2,000 years ago. He gives us himself. My brothers and sisters in Christ, how blessed we are that our Lord is not merely a good teacher, not just merely an example from the past, but one who looks at you and looks at me and longs to share this very meal, this sacrifice, this Eucharist with us today and every day, who comes to us and shows us that yes, like him, we have to bear our crosses too. He's made it a condition of being a disciple of his. If you would be my disciple, you have to deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow me. But the beautiful news is, is we know that we have the passion in front of us. We know that we have the cross on the horizon. Every single one of us. We don't know what's coming next. It looks like things are better in the back, but I think we just had some EMTs here and they're gone. Thank you, ushers, for how good you are. I mean, you you just think about this, you know. Here we are. This is our third Palm Sunday Mass. You don't know what's coming next. Thanks be to God, we have people who are charitable and can handle the situation. I think we're okay. You know, you think about all of those things. Every one of us, who knows what's coming later today, what's coming tomorrow? We do know that the cross is there for all of us. And yet, the beautiful thing is, is Jesus doesn't just give us a good example. He doesn't just say, hey, when you're overwhelmed, don't be a jerk to people. No. Not only does he show us the love of the thief crucified next to him, his love of the daughters of Jerusalem, his love of St. Peter, his love of the servant who's right there with the chief priests. He's there with us, giving us himself for us to show that same charity, that same patience in the midst of bearing our own crosses. My brothers and sisters in Christ, what we celebrate in such a big way this week, it's not just recalling what happened 2,000 years ago. It's a present reminder of the fact that Jesus Christ remains with us even until the end of the age, as he told the apostles at the ascension, that he comes to us at every single Mass. He remains with us in the tabernacle. Yes, he knows that the crosses that we bear are heavy, that they are difficult, but he does not abandon us to deal with them all by ourselves. Our Lord remains with us. And so what do we do? We imitate that thief right next to him. We say, Lord, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. What we see in the events of Palm Sunday, what we see in the events of his passion, what we see in the events of the resurrection is that the kingdom of God has broken into the world, that we can be close to him every single day. And yet really... It's us who need to remember. He loves us. That's why he became one of us. Why he emptied himself. Why he died on the cross for us. And so as we say each and every day, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Let that call of remember me be something that breaks into your own heart. Knowing that fact that he who knew what lay before him and entered into it willingly, is right there with you as well. He died for us, yes, 2,000 years ago. He rose from the dead. 
But this is not an event, an event that remains in the past. Jesus is present. Call to him each and every day, and especially during this week that we call holy. Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. Praise be Jesus Christ.